With or without orders, we took off our filthy overcoats and began a general clean-up. Men plunged naked into the icy waters of these temporary ponds for the sake of a wash. No gunfire disturbed the tranquil air, which was sometimes even sunny. The war itself, whose indefinable presence we still felt, seemed to have grown less savage. I had made the acquaintance of a sympathetic fellow, a non-com in the engineers, whose section was temporarily billeted in the hut opposite ours. He came from Kehl, right across the Rhine from Strasbourg, and knew France better than his own country. He spoke perfect French. My conversations with him, which were always in French, were like rest periods after the painstaking gibberish I was forced into with my other companions. Hals often joined us to improve his French in the same way I tried to improve my German. Ernst Neubach, my new friend, seemed to be a born engineer. He had no equal in his ability to knock a few old boards into a shelter as weatherproof as one a fully equipped mason might build. He made a shower from the gas tank of a large tractor, and it functioned miraculously, with a lamp heater continuously warming its forty gallons of water. The first men to use this shower unfortunately received a tepid downpour of water flavoured with gasoline. Although we rinsed the tank repeatedly, the water remained tainted for a long time. In the evenings, waiting to use the shower, there was always a crowd of shouting, pushing men, which often included our superiors. Priority was awarded to whoever produced the largest number of cigarettes, or a portion of the bread ration. Our Feldwebel, Laus, once paid three hundred cigarettes. The showers always began after the five o'clock meal, and continued late into the night in an atmosphere of rowdy horseplay. Those who got through the showers first often found themselves tossed onto their backsides in the liquid mud which flooded the outskirts of the camp. Here we had no curfew or other barracks regulations. Once all the day's work was done, we were free to joke and drink for the whole night, if we wanted to. We spent about a week in this way, with quiet, uneventful days. Each fatigue party obliged us to flounder through a sea of increasingly sticky mud. We made three trips back to the front. Each time it was unbelievably quiet. On horseback or in carts, we took supplies to our troops, whose laundry was spread out to dry on all the parapets. Across the Don, the Russians appeared to be similarly engaged. We spoke to a bearded soldier and asked him if everything was going well. He laughed. The war must be over. Hitler and Stalin have made it up. I've never seen it so calm for so long. The Popovs do nothing but drink all day and sing all night. They have terrific nerve, too, walking around in the open air, right under our guns. Werk saw three of them going to get water from the river, just like that. Didn't you, Werk? He turned to a sly-faced soldier who was washing his feet in a puddle. Yes, Werk said. We just couldn't shoot them. For once, let's all stick our noses out without getting a bullet between the eyes. A feeling of joy and hope had begun to take hold. Could the war be over? It really might be, Hals said. The fellows on the front are always the last to be told anything like that. If it's true, we'll know in a few days. You'll see, Sajé. Maybe we'll all be going home soon. We'll have a terrific celebration. It's almost too good to be true. Don't count your chickens before they're hatched, said one of the older men from the Rollbahn. 
his realism damped us down a little. As usual, we set off down the track, more accurately, canal, of liquid mud which led to our camp. We stopped a moment to talk to Ernst, whose section was trying to restore the track to a usable condition. If it goes on this way, he said, we'll have to take to boats. Two trucks came through here, and the stones we broke our backs shoving into the mud completely disappeared. It must be nice down in the trenches. They're in a mess, Hals said, and their morale is really terrible too. I wouldn't be at all surprised if they broke up their guns for kindling. Our fellows under Popoffs are having a real spree down there.